exclusively on Paramount Plus. Yo, what's up, Malapalooza? It was meant to be a farewell concert, but it changed the music industry forever. We gotta do it again. And launched the careers of countless artists. We had all been underground bands, but that was changing. All while giving the mainstream the middle finger. That's entertainment. Don't miss this three-part docuseries that was 30 years in the making. Lala, the story of Lollapalooza. New docuseries now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome into the Scoop Inside Carolina and UNC's premier football recruiting podcast. We are back after a multi-month hiatus. Uh, the Scoop is brought to you by Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyTShirt.com. I'm joined as always by Don Callahan. Before we get into Don. And the schedule for today's podcast, I want to encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe. Go to wherever you listen to your podcasts. It takes one minute. Put down a five-star rating. Tell us what you like, what you don't like about the podcasts. Uh, tell us about how funny you think Don looks. Anything. Rate, r- write a review. Give us a, uh, give us a comment or review. Rate it. And then uh, subscribe. Hit the mash button so every morning you get the podcast right in your feed. And you listen to them on your commute. All right, Don, what's up, man? It's been a while. I haven't heard your voice or seen your face in like two months. Yeah, yeah. Ross hasn't wanted to do any of these podcasts, so, uh, you know, I, I haven't been getting a whole lot of Ross time. I actually hope that some Wake Forest fans rate and review this podcast. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know why you say that. Um, well, we haven't done a podcast because there's been no news primarily. I mean, there's been no commitments. We did one after the office lineman committed. What was his name? Diego Pounds. Diego Pounds, right? We wow, did, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was uh, September. We did one, I think, though, like a couple of days after that. So that was our last podcast, I believe, um, Diego Pounds commitment. So Yeah, yeah. Um, September was our last podcast. So what, what, have, what has Ross been up to? I know you've been going to the games and avoiding corona and all that. Yeah, I mean, it's been and all. And voting. Did you and vote? What? And did, voting. Did you vote? I did vote. Who'd you vote for? <laughs> Ask my Twitter followers. um if you want to ask don who he voted for dm him on twitter um yeah i mean mean, it's been all football dude it's been you do press conferences on monday and then you work all monday player interviews on tuesday work all tuesday mac brown on wednesday work all wednesday kind of thursday you finally kind of catch your breath and i've been taking fridays off don't tell anybody but i mean you kind of get your stuff done on friday mornings and then that's what i like kind of like about it because you work all Saturday and you work I work a lot of Sunday mornings now and so Friday afternoon has been taken off getting to the mountains going to the beach different things chilling hanging out so got a kind of rhythm going now um by week right now and then back to the grind with Notre Dame um on Friday for Thanksgiving I mean a lot of basketball stuff right now basketball preview stuff UNC takes on College of Charleston on November 25th which is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving um, so it's kind of that crossover season, a little bit different because of the later start of basketball. That's it. How about you, man? How are your, uh, how are your Philly sports teams? Uh, well, they haven't played probably since our last podcast. Eagles? I'm not an Eagles fan. Oh, yeah. So, um, and, but they, but they're, they suck. Um, so, um, and what else is new for Philly sports? Uh, anyway, I won't, I'm not even going to go there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, 
my my business is a little bit different. You know, I've had camps um, as Ross is messing with the chest. I'm trying to figure I, out. I mean, I don't know if I should do. I've had uh, camps go. almost every Sunday for the past couple of um, months. I have one more or two more actually this weekend, and then and then I'm probably done for a couple of weeks with with the camp stuff, which has been good seeing recruits, seven on seven stuff, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but you mentioned bye week. I was actually on the radio show last week and was talking to uh, Tommy about um, about maybe having some sort of inside Carolina man tower get together for Saturday. We'll have to see if it can work out and we can do some coronavirus protocols so that nobody gets sick, get sick. Yeah, I won't be in town this weekend, so no man tower for me. Ah, Ross, <laughs> always leave it. Ross complain about all this work he does, but yeah, he's always on vacation. Dude, it's not vacation. I'll be doing – we have a bye week. I'm not going to work on a Saturday where UNC doesn't play. What are you talking about? All right, let's get yep. into it. Uh, enough chit-chat. You don't really care that much about Don's life. Um, okay, pretty big show, actually. Uh, we lined up a interview with Keyshawn Silver, UNC's five-star defensive lineman recruit. That is coming soon. Keyshawn Silver, he's going to hop on here in about 15 minutes, 10 minutes based on uh, what we talk about here. We're going to talk about UNC's dead period, and we're also going to talk about um, some news. Uh, South Carolina head coach Will Muschamp was let go, relieved of his duties on Sunday, and that shakes up recruiting for, for North Carolina and for a lot of area teams, SEC schools. I mean, they had a pretty good recruiting class going uh, and definitely some um, targets for UNC, including defensive end linebacker George Wilson out of Virginia and Georgia quarterback Gunnar Stockton were all committed to South Carolina. Stockton's a 20. 22 kid 22 so he has been a big quarterback target for unc so uh targets likely get back in on him anything else we're going to talk about don we got we're going to end this this podcast with the top five that we've been uh hinting oh, yeah. at for a couple months now top five comedies of the 90s movies which was <laughs> kind of fun to do and, and very difficult actually so yeah and then you want to give the next top five since it was your idea yeah, the next top five is going to be your top five animals. And, and you have to explain why. You can't just list the animal. You have to explain why. I want to see some weird answers. I mean, I don't know if you all have some fetish stuff or whatever, but list why you are into these animals. Don, yeah. what's your favorite animal? Let's get, a, let's get one of your top five right now as a teaser. Ooh, I'm going to think about this, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of the spider monkey or the okay. howling monkey. Howling monkeys are pretty cool. I'm a big um. I don't think I've ever talked about this. I'm a big Naked and Afraid fan. Jeez. All right. Easy. It, if I gotta, if I gotta do some work, and I want your plugs are a kid. Hey, no. This that. is this is a family show that's on regular television. <laughs> so, um, I but, thought your favorite animal would be like a sloth or like an elephant seal. Sloth. Sloth's pretty cool because they only poop once a week. You know, <laughs> it's a good do thing and a bad thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's an example. Why do you like spider monkeys? Uh, I don't know. Just because. <laughs> do you remember, when you, remember that guy emailed us and told me to let you speak, or let you, <laughs> or let your? That was so funny. We got We got We got to get to these topics. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. We got Keyshawn Silver coming in here quickly. Um, he's gonna hop on the Zoom call in a little bit. All right, South Carolina, Don. So that news happened, and that's our article today, kind of about different targets. Obviously, there's a lot of people going after George Wilson and Gunnar Stockton. And Bryson Nesbitt, for that example, I just saw what you wrote down. Bryson Nesbitt has been a, a, a UNC target, a South Carolina target. So it definitely switches up his recruitment, and he remains uncommitted. 
the 2021 tight end and, and UNC's, I believe, only tight end target for the 21 class. Don, the floor is yours. Why don't you start with George Wilson and Gunnar Stockton, and we'll get into, into Bryson Nesbitt. All right, so with with George Wilson, I think that's we have a, a huge – I don't want to say huge, but we have a detailed update on, on just kind of the latest information um, on the situation in today's – well, depending on when you're listening to this, Weekly Scoop on Tuesday – uh, breaks it down. So I won't go into too much detail, but just for some background, you know, he was initially one of the, um, or right after Zaire Patterson committed to Clemson, George Wilson was offered and he was um, the guy that UNC wanted to be their outside linebacker rush um, position um, guy for this class. And he ended up really it was at the 11th hour, basically. It was the Friday before his announcement, he ended up um, you know, well, it, it leaked out that, that it was going to be South Carolina. For the longest time, everyone kind of just assumed it was going to be North Carolina because of Tony Grimes, because of North Carolina's success in the Tidewater area. Um, so obviously, he committed to South Carolina. UNC moved on and added uh, Travion Stephen. Um, but uh, but yeah, it appears that there is um, uh, maybe some some smoke in that area. But I urge everybody to look a little bit closer if you want more closer information on that to uh, read the weekly scoop. As far as Gunnar Stockton is concerned. Let me stop you there. All right. Go ahead. So UNC took a commitment though at that position in in Travion Stevenson. So explain to that because I mean obviously you know you want to be loyal to the guys who commit to you but yeah do they have another scholarship available? Is that kind of what's going on? Yeah so uh, Stevenson's safe. Stevenson actually um, going back to a a scoop a couple months ago breaking down his situation. North Carolina actually had Stevenson ranked higher on its board than George Wilson and actually tried to offer Stevenson before George Wilson was offered. But Stevenson at that time was committed to Pitt and said, thank you, but no, thank you. Um, There's a whole weekly scoop kind of dedicated to breaking down that whole situation. I I know Stevenson is, is ranked significantly lower than George Wilson, but that's, you know, North Carolina's board doesn't always match up with uh, 24 seven sports rankings. Um, as far as George Wilson, the scoop goes into detail. This week's scoops goes into detail about that. But yeah, I mean, you, you, there are some scholarship number um, considerations that need to be made to determine. I mean, it's not as simple as he's a four star. Let's add him. I mean, North Carolina has, and definitely in the past couple of years, North Carolina has has basically told a four star, we just don't have space for you. And there's a bunch of different examples of that. So Ooh. it's no guarantee that UNC will pursue him. Um, but okay. there's definitely a possibility. Keyshawn Silver has entered the Zoom room, so I'm going to let him in here. Okay. And then we'll jump back when Keyshawn when we're done with this Keyshawn interview. We're going to get right into um, – we'll talk about Gunnar Stockton, we'll talk about Bryson Nesbitt, and we'll close the top five. So uh, stay tuned right here, and we'll bring on five-star Keyshawn Silver. Welcome back to The Scoop, UNC's premier football recruiting podcast. We have a very special guest now. We're bringing on uh, UNC commitment, five-star defensive lineman Keyshawn Silver from Rocky Mount, North Carolina. Um, how's it going, Keyshawn? Going, going good. How are you? Great, great. We're going to send it to Don for our first question and get going here. Yeah, so um, Keyshawn's been committed since uh, March, really, right before the, right before the uh, coronavirus kind of hit and everything considering that now I know that you obviously couldn't foresee that the coronavirus is going to happen and basically take away all your visits. Do you look back and think, man, I made a pretty good decision getting it out of the way. And because I wasn't going to be able to take visits anyway. Uh, I mean, 
Uh, through the steps, I would have never thought COVID would have hit. So, you know, I was thinking about taking other visits across the world while I was still committed. You know, this is a once in a lifetime, so I might as well just live it. Um, so, I mean, I'm glad I committed early because I, I visit Carolina a lot. So, yeah. Hey, can, can you take us into that that moment when you committed? I know you were on campus for a uh, basketball game, and then I was at that basketball game, and I saw you there. And then next we know, like, you're all of a sudden a Tar Heel, like, late at night. Don was asleep, actually, when you committed. And I had to write the article, Ben and I did. So can you tell us what happened in that moment to make you commit when you did? Um, I mean, I was just getting highly recruited. And it's like it started getting nagging. Like, it's like every coach is from a different school. They tell me stuff I wanted to hear. But it was just like Kalana just spoke out more from like Alabama, Auburn, Florida, you know, all those type schools. And Kalana stuck out the most. And it's just like, I, like, I love it here. It's not a reason that I want to come here. I know it's in the ACC. I can play in the ACC. Ain't nothing wrong with that, even though I could be a, a SEC development player. <clears throat> but, I mean, um, I just thought at night, I just got to myself and just started thinking. I was like, man, I think it's time. So, I just committed at night. I was like, I can't – I don't want to make no video or nothing. I just want to go ahead and commit. <laughs> well, but, I, re- I remember that uh, you you told me that you actually – well, you were kind of leaning that way, that way, and then you had some some wings. <laughs> so, and that and that kind of sealed the deal yeah. for whatever reason. Where did you get those wings from and what flavor? How were they nah, cooked? Nah. Them things were banging. I don't know. They were like, <laughs> man, they were like barbecue. You know, had a little hot wings right there. Uh, they're spicy. I forgot the name on them. Things off the chain right there. That's still the deal. Are you, you, are flats or, uh, flats or, um, drumstick. Or, or drumstick guy? I like flats. I don't know why. I just like to just, just take the meat off of it. It's simple. <laughs> And what about uh, ranch or ranch or blue cheese? Ranch, blue cheese. Oh, uh, I'm a blue cheese guy. Ew, I'm a ranch. Yeah, I uh, like ranch too, I, but I prefer blue cheese. I don't like blue cheese. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, what did? Is there anything the coaches said to you like that night that kind of flipped it for you? And obviously, you had conversations with Mac Brown, probably Jay Bateman, maybe Tim Cross. Was there anything in particular that kind of in that moment made you realize that UNC was the pick? Um. It's it's just like little things like uh like they ask how the family, you know, and then they make sure like they they ask my coach like the Keisha I have homework. And it's just like them little things, you know, like they stand out from like the other schools and like Carolina showed the most love. And it's just like I can't I couldn't leave Matt Brown. I couldn't leave Coach Cross, you know, it's just our connection. It's like we knew each other for years, but we just you know, just build. The the one thing I remember was that you were scheduled to visit Florida the following weekend. And from what I gathered after the fact, the UNC coaches were aware that of those rumors, whether they were true or not, and were like, all right, if he leaves here without committing, we could be in serious trouble. Did you kind of – well, was it true that, that there was a chance that you could, could have committed to Florida that following weekend? And, and also, uh, did you feel a little bit of pressure, like North Carolina was definitely wanting to get you committed before you left? I mean, me and Florida had a good connection, but it wasn't like Carolina. Uh, I ain't gonna answer that that last question you asked. You know, that's a tough one. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, Carolina showed me something, and Florida showed me something. But it was just like it was fifty-fifty, and Carolina won. So, I ain't gonna answer that last question. That's a tough question. Yeah. Well, so I, I, you're you were the first commitment of this big string of commitments for UNC, I believe. Was Drake May next that Friday? Yeah. 
And then someone commits yeah. Saturday, and I think Eli Cody Sutton, Cody Paysor, and Eli Sutton. And now we kind of get into this 2021 class. I mean, what was the plan there? Did you know that was happening? What was going on behind the scenes with the string of like big time commits committing all in one week? And they kind of carried on into the spring and summer. Um, honestly, the day I committed, uh, you know, me and coach, we had a conversation. It was like, man, I can do things somebody else couldn't do, and I can like prove myself to the world. And it's like, by that night when I had committed, not in the night, the day before I committed, I had text Drake Mel. I was like, you know, with the eye emojis, like, where we going? I knew, like, no offense, I just knew he wasn't going to stay at Carolina because, like, his legacy is at Carolina. I mean, Alabama, because yeah. his legacy is at Carolina. So, I mean, I text him, I hit him with the eye emojis, like, where we going? And I don't know, you tell me where we going. So, I was like, man, I'm about to commit to Carolina tonight. He said, I'll be waiting. So, I just committed. Well, I said I was going to commit the next day, but I couldn't control myself. So I just went ahead and committed. I couldn't wait. So, I had to. Okay, and then I know Dom was talking about the group chat. I mean, how is this kind of the development of the, the 21 class? How did that kind of work? So you're vocal on social media in, in kind of connecting these guys. Can you kind of go into your role with, with convincing a lot of these guys to, to pull a trigger and commit to UNC and become part of the 21 class? Um, it, it depends because, you know, like I can't just recruit a dude that coach doesn't want, you know. Yeah. Um. So when coach give me the green light, then I go push up on him, make sure everything's good, you know, check up on him. And then I just apply pressure because if coach like him, of course I'm going to like him. And then when we build, we're going to be good. So, yeah. So Ross kind of alluded to the group chat that uh, that you and I actually talked about a couple of weeks ago. We did a whole story on it. And it was funny because um, Dontavious uh, got at me afterwards and was uh, even kind of sticking firm saying that your story wasn't 100% true. Uh, can you just tell that. people just what the, what, the, <laughs> what the group chat is like? Just kind of sum it up. What goes on in there? Everything goes on in that group chat. So, <laughs> my bad. Um, this is a powerful group chat. You know, you got, you got more than one race, and that's the best thing to be because you're not just around, like, your race, you're around, like, other, other particular races. And, like, just building with, like, a another person, you know, just connecting. Because, like, for instance, like, Okay, we like listening to rap music. They like listening to country music. We like we might just band up together, just listening to um country music too. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, like we got. I feel like that group chat right there just made us come um, closer and have a great connection with each other. So and when we meet in person, it's just gonna be like we knew each other for years. So we good. Who's the funniest guy in the group chat? Me, of course. Stand up <laughs> comedian. I do this. Who, oh, who's, who's, who's second? Best? Second. Who's yeah. Second funniest. Um. And that's tough right there. Let me think. Let me think. That boy Gabe Stevens. No, 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 no. Caleb Hood. <laughs> Caleb Hood. That's surprising. Caleb Hood's so quiet and just like one word answers. The other guy I heard is pretty funny is Dontavious, who yeah, I when I him. deal with him, he's he's very I mean, he's not like one word answer sort of thing, but he's just very like straight and you know, not goofing around with me at all. In between Dontavious, Caleb Hood. And Gabe Steven, that's like the funniest dudes I know. And okay. Diego, oh my God, Diego Powell. <laughs> okay. All right. Diego a lot of, a, a lot of well, there was there was something the other night, might have been last night, where uh you made a mention on Twitter about some stuff that was going down in the group chat. Was that was that your group chat? Or was it a different group chat that you were talking about? What was the, uh, what was it about? Just something something was making you weak. <laughs> I remember. Oh, come on, somebody had my account and then I <laughs> Like, bro, they call uh, Eli a hillbilly. And that threw me off. <laughs> like, bro. And then they say you're like Joe Dirt. <laughs> I'm like, 
Oh. <laughs> okay. Wow. Let's get back on track here. What is Drake? What's Drake May like? I mean, he's obviously the quarterback. He's a guy a lot of people are interested in. It seems like you're pretty close to him. What's Drake May like as a person? Maybe stuff we don't know about him. Uh, cool lady, that dude. You know, he's a good person to be around. Uh, behind the scenes, he's a goofy. He's just goofy. Like he's a good person, but he's mature at the same time, though. You know what I'm saying? He have his moments. And then I can't really say too much about him because, you know, we haven't met face-to-face, but when we meet face-to-face, then I have more. I said, he's a good person, though. Isn't that weird that you guys, a lot of you guys have not met in person at all? Yeah, that's crazy. And it's like we know each other, like, like we knew each other for years. And it's like we just met each other, for real, really. It's like it's like texting a girl on online dating and you don't even know what yeah, she, like, really, you don't know her personality, <laughs> but you've been texting with her for months. I don't know. Right. I don't really know about that from experience, though, Don might. Come on now. <laughs> I'm, I'm married. All right. So. Um, all right. Let's get into football here. Um, you've been watching UNC play and everything. What do you think about what y'all can bring to the defensive line and the future of this defensive line? They got a lot of freshmen this year. You are also coming in um, along with, gosh, the guy from Kernersville, Don, or Winston-Salem. Uh, J- uh, Jafari Ritzy. Jafari Ritzy. What do you think about the future of UNC's defensive line? Um, I feel like when we get coached up and better, you know, we're good players in high school, of course, but when we get to the next level, when we get coached, I feel like we're going to be great players. Um, I mean, we got size. We're coming in like 275 already at 6'5". And like when we put on muscle and learn the play call, I feel like we can add a lot to the defense, you know. What do you think you bring in particular as a player? Um, as a, as a player? Yeah, well, per- yeah. football-wise. Football-wise. Um, enthusiasm, you know. Uh strength, speed, I can just I can just move it around. And I can go from a speed rusher to a power rusher, you know. I can call out like with me, I see things. So like if I see something that right, then I'm gonna call it. And then I know uh then I know um you no know, I can call the plays up sometimes, you know. And, and I mean I'm I'm sure Don knows this, but where do they um where do they want you playing exactly? What is Jay Bateman and Tim Cross said your position is gonna be? Are you more on the outside, inside? Can you kind of get into your position at UNC? Um, I've been talking about like a three, a three down, three I, and a five I. So they're gonna move me around a little bit. It's not gonna be a particular DN. I might go inside, might go outside, might stand up some, might be hand in the dirt. Just okay. gotta wait. Um, it's come. Kind I'm of interested. Fix, fix that flexible role within the defensive line. I think that Bateman likes to use. Go ahead, Don. Yeah. So I, I'm really interested in, in where you feel like your um, development is at because. I mean, you're going to be a guy, unlike a lot of other guys, who heads into college without playing your, your senior season. So where are you at? I mean, what are you doing to kind of stay in shape and to work on your technique? Because I'm sure it's hard because you're, you won't be competing. I mean, I haven't made contact in a year, so I'm fragile right now. Uh, right now, I just, you know, I come play. I come work out with basketball, you know, first. Then I go lift, and then I go to the field. So that's my daily routine. Uh, the only thing that's going to, like, hurt me and damage me probably is just um, making contact. That's probably going to be the fragile thing, but at the same time, like, I'm going to get used to it over time again. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a crazy thing. I mean, that's a good point, Don, the fact that a lot of these freshmen won't be playing much football before they get into campus. So you have to kind of adjustment period and along with just the strength of training, strength and conditioning and training like that stuff as well. Um, you got anything else done on that? Yeah, with as far as that decision, I mean, obviously, all along you wanted to be an early enrollee, but once the season was moved to February, was it just like, hey, I don't care, I'm enrolling early, or was there any hesitation where you were like, well, maybe I should stay and just play my senior year with my friends? Um, 
that was the hardest decision I ever made. I'll probably say as uh, okay. as big um, because like it's like I'm never probably gonna see these guys again. And at the same time, you know, after high school, people go their different ways, and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna miss you. I'm gonna miss the guys and miss my team and the people that I was surrounded by. But it's like, I can't, I can't waste this one opportunity because what happens if I get hurt during the season? Keyshawn career, Keyshawn gonna have a, a damaged career. He have a beaten up career. So it's like, I gotta be smart during the situation. And so I had to just go. I gotta go for it. It's not for my, I'm not being cocky or arrogant. It's just like, it's just a smart move that I had to talk about family and stuff like that. So. Yeah, you got to do what's best for you, what you think is yeah. best for you. Have they told you anything about when you're enrolling exactly and what the plan is? Are they giving you a workout plan, anything like that? Um, I can't say too much, but they gave me uh, they gave me some, like, what days we coming. I think we're supposed to have official if the NCAA violates. So, I think we good. Okay, yeah, and I guess all that happens kind of after you sign as well. Um, all right, Keyshawn, a couple more questions, though. Um basketball you kind of made some big news when you said you're going to walk on to the basketball team what's going on with that situation what happened to, to make that happen um i mean i don't know it just it just happened hold up hold on <laughs> yeah. pause there yeah live get out <laughs> my bad my bad my bad <laughs> all right he's back yeah so basketball what happened there uh i mean i grew up a basketball player at first um I mean, I can't, it's like, I can't stop playing basketball. It's like, even if I'm not 100% good, it's like, I'm going to play my part. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, I can play both sports. And like, I just know people going to doubt me because of my height. But it's like, man, I went against, all right, so instance, in soccer line, I went against like six, 11 people. And it's not, it's not as bad as you would think. You get what I'm saying? It's not as bad as you would think. Like, I can guard a six, 11 person, but I wouldn't play my job. That's why. You know, me and Roy, sometimes we talk on the phone. I just say I'm coming in for rebounds, defense. And then whenever points just come, we're just trying to score it. But other than that, I'm going to keep the ball out to whoever need it. <laughs> yeah, so how did that happen? Did, I mean, did you reach out to Roy? Did Mac Brown reach out to Roy? How, how did that conversation go to where the point where, where they were going to offer you kind of a preferred walk-on spot? Um, all right, so this is how it happened. Uh, what game was it? What's the, what's the game that I went to that day? It was like uh, Miami, I would say. Was okay. it Miami? Um. So. Yeah, it was it was us. The coach was like, "You want to go talk to Roy?" I said, "Of course, why not?" And then mm-hmm. it was like, "He was like, I guess he heard of me or something like that." But it's not like you know, Caleb, Caleb, everybody like that. So um, I went into his office, and it's like it's Roy Williams. You know, I'm nervous a little bit. So my question in my mind that I always wanted to ask him was, "Can I play basketball here?" And then he was like, "My coach was like, ask him, ask him." Nah, man, he gonna say no. I said, he said, no, nah, ask him, ask him. I said, so, uh, um, coach, I said, just I was like, um, coach, can I, uh, do you mind if I walk on here? I play basketball. He said, of course. That right there, man. Oh my God. That right there just shot me. Cause you know, he gave me a chance to play, you know? So if I walk on and do what I got to do, then I'll be on the team. But if things don't work out, then, you know, just football, I was going to be there for me. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you, you, I mean, given your size and your, your height and your weight, I mean, you're going to be a great, practice player for the bigger guys to go against someone who's strong and physical and he kind of plays basketball a different way because I'm sure you're a, a banger down low. Yeah, I'm a defensive specialist. I, there you go. It's like with foot, it's like with um like I know I can read where you're going, you know? And then like when you jump, I'm gonna jump with you. It's like it's no fear. So it's like I like I just play ball, like ball on the ground, I'm sliding for it. You know I just I just play ball. You know, I'm not afraid to, you know what I'm saying, afraid to get dirty. That's me. That's Don's motto too. Don's not afraid to get dirty. 
<laughs> Come on up. <laughs> so, Olivia, right, I wanted to ask you about uh, Jay Bateman. I know he was a, a big part of your recruitment, and you know we we kind of know him of as this, I guess, like a weird scientist sort of football coach. What, what's your been your perspective on him? Um, smart. I seen. I heard somebody was talking one time. He was like, he called the dumbest plays one time, but it always worked. And it's like. It's like when you start to look at it, like he's a good person, but some it was like he just called crazy plays and it works. Like he just put crazy defensive in and it worked. So I was like, uh, I like Coach Bateman. I like him a lot. And then, I mean, like Coach Bateman is like a one of one person. Like he's a good person. He's a goofy person. And then he's a he's that person that will get down on you. And I say he's a family person. So, I mean, yeah, I like Coach Bateman a lot. Good stuff. All right, Keyshawn, unless Don has any more questions, I think that's about it, man. We, we touched on a lot of different things from your recruitment to basketball to your role next year at, at UNC. We appreciate you coming on. Don, you good? Yeah, I just want to thank Keyshawn for coming on. We had a craziness. We had uh, the weather last week made it difficult. We weren't able to meet up last week, so I'm glad it all worked out. We had Keyshawn on as a guest. Yes, sir. Appreciate all right, man. Well, I look forward to covering you when you get to UNC. Good luck with the rest of, uh, I guess, the school year, and we'll see you in Chapel Hill soon. I appreciate you. All right. See you, man. I see you. And now we want to talk to you about Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. Don, when it gets cold outside, what do you want to put on? A Johnny T-shirt jacket. (laughs) There you go. Sweatshirts, jackets, the colder weather's coming. I actually am going to ask for a Johnny T-shirt toboggan or hat. What do you call those ski cats? What do you call those, Don? Toboggan. You call them toboggan? That's Uh, a very regional North Carolina thing. Maybe it's just has attached to me somehow okay. that term. Yeah, good job, Don. You're, you're killing the read here. Johnny <laughs> T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com is Inside Carolina's loyal podcast sponsor. They help us do what we do here, so we want you to make sure you support them. Use the 10% off discount code on um, the Inside Carolina message boards to get all you need, get the 10% off, a big purchase. Shop for every gift. Get your sister, brother, mom, dad, niece, nephew, cousins. Get them all a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, a hat. There's tons of little trinkets and gifts, uh, all UNC-themed stuff. I mean, you really can go on that website, check it out. You get kitchenware, tailgating stuff, posters, pictures. Um, it, it's really not just t-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff, but they have everything you need. Uh, Johnny T-shirt, JohnnyT-shirt.com. They're right in Chapel Hill on Franklin Street and online at JohnnyT-shirt.com. And make sure if you're an inside Carolina uh, subscriber, you have a 10% off discount code that can really make a difference on big purchases. All right, we'll be back to talk about Bryson Nesbitt, uh, the quarterback commitment who decommitted from South Carolina, and of course, our top five 90s comedies. What's up, y'all? This is four time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. do averaging 29 and 11. God, shit. what'd it take to be an all star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Cindy. 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 Cindy Lauper. Catch the new documentary critics are calling a revelation. She's going to fight the fight. As Cindy Lauper reveals, in her own words, the inspiration behind her biggest hits. If you're doing what you love... 
magic. See what shaped music's most authentic superstar. When you're that different, you view other people as having a problem. Catch Cindy Lauper, Let the Canary Sing. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it for free. Terms apply. And we're back. Don, that was a great interview with Keyshawn Silver. What'd you think about it? I liked it. Uh, I had a, I have an interesting story, I guess, just uh, about him. I, I, I thought about bringing it up, but figured I didn't really have a question for him w- within that. But uh, I remember the first time I met him was actually his coach. Um, I was going to the high school to see Shaheen Battle, who ended up at NC State, North Carolina, had offered him. Uh, and, and on my way there, his coach called me and said, hey, hate to do this to you, but do you mind interviewing this other guy, this younger guy I have, who I think is going to be really, really good. I said, all right, well, tell me about him. He'd only played JV. He was a couple years younger, all this sort of stuff. This happens to me actually a lot, but I'd say probably 95% of the time, if not more, they end up being a kid who may be like a a good FCS kid, but not a five-star guy. So, um, so imagine my surprise when I pull up and the coach comes to meet me. He actually came out of the gym and has this massive uh, human being who's only a freshman at the time walking out. Um, talked to him a bunch. It wasn't a whole lot because he didn't have a whole lot of buzz. And uh, But, you know, great kid. We talked a bunch in, in the years that followed. And uh, it was kind of neat because I, I kind of was there from when his recruitment was kind of – before he was like a big-time recruit to when – his recruitment was kind of taken off. And I know that for the longest time, he, he really coveted a UNC offer and he received one on a, um, during a junior day, the coaches just needed to kind of look at him. So I know he was super excited for that. So I knew UNC had a great shot at him and obviously that's where he ended up. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a huge recruit, uh, not just because of his ranking and his ability, but when he committed was important. Um, the mm-hmm. fact that he is an in-state guy that UNC mm-hmm. secured a five star evolved to a five-star guy, which is obviously good for appearances and, and for that rec- recruiting ranking, which, which can impact the future of, of the team and everything. Um, is he a special, you think he's a special player going to make an impact pretty early? Yeah. I've always been a, a huge fan of his. I just feel like just his athleticism and his size, that sort of combination. And that's because of his basketball background, yeah. as, as we talked about a bunch, it's just, just uncanny. I mean, the coaching staff with good coaching, he's going to be able to develop really. I mean, he's a five-star guy. So, so he should develop into a first round draft pick. And I, I really believe that he has the tools to do that. Yeah. And you can tell personality wise, I mean, he seems like a sharp kid. seems like he has the right motivation. Um, and pretty confident, obviously pretty confident guy in his abilities. And so he'll come in and I mean, he's already huge. It seems like he's pretty, like, he's not fat, you know, No, <laughs> he's a slender dude. He's athletic build. And so they'll put some good weight on him. He'll probably play like at 290, something like that as a, or, you know, 280, 290 is like a defensive end type guy. Is that kind of strong side defensive end type deal? Yeah. I expect and, him to be, you know, he mentioned it a little bit, but I think he'll be that four eye position, you know, similar to what, um, I'm going like, like Tamari Fox is playing, yeah. um, you it's know. so weird now with the defensive line for UNC because it's, it's so different than the traditional kind of nose guard, yeah. tackle, two ends. It's, it's so versatile. Well, and even even with that being so such a weird sort of defense, Bateman like switches things like crazy. Like yeah. I, um, just if you look at what they did against Wake Forest, as far as who they played at what positions, it was just completely contrary to what he's done previously. And that's just what that's how Bateman is. Yeah, He wants to keep you guessing on where kind of the best players are and where they're going to be coming from. Okay, good stuff, Keyshawn. We really appreciate him coming on. That was a great interview. Let's get back into where we were before Keyshawn came on. Uh, Gunnar Stockton, uh, obviously, he is he remains committed to South Carolina. Yes. 
as of right now. As, uh, of, yeah, as of this recording. Yeah, what's going on with his recruitment and where UNC kind of comes in. So he is one of four or three or I guess it's four now, 2020, 2022 quarterbacks that UNC has offered. Coach Longo has has a long relationship with with him. Um, So that was obviously working in UNC's favor. Um, But when it came time to narrow things down, he narrowed it down to two schools. It was Georgia and South Carolina, and he obviously committed to South Carolina. There were two main reasons why he picked South Carolina. One is the relationships. Um, I'd have to look up my notes, but it's something along the lines where his his high school coach, um, his brother, is Connor Shaw, who was a quarterback at South Carolina and also works in is is works in the recruiting department. And then his personal quarterback coach is the father of Bobo, who is the offensive coordinator of South Carolina. So there's a lot of connections there, which obviously just help. I mean, close connections. You don't get much closer other than parents. You don't get much closer than high school coach and and the personal quarterback coach. In addition to that, he wanted a an, the opportunity to play early, as soon as possible. In South Carolina, one of the one of the reasons why that they're looking for a new he, uh, high school co- uh, head coach, I'm sorry, head coach, is because they were never able to establish a quarterback this season and and really last season either, yeah. and so there's plenty of opportunity for a quarterback to play. So, um, so so yeah. So and I know a lot of people are going to think, okay, well, North Carolina was was in that group. He has a good relationship with with Longo and all that. I don't know if I see that happening. Um, that, that marriage coming about because of the fact that North Carolina doesn't have a, an easy path to the starting quarterback role. You have Sam, yeah. who's obviously going to be there at least what one more season, maybe beyond that, depending on what happens. And then you have uh, Jacoby Cresswell, who's a four star, who there's still buzz going on about him in practices. And then you have Drake May, who, you know, is Drake May. Not only is he a four star quarterback, borderline five-star quarterback but uh, he's a legacy kid he's an in-state kid and those guys tend to get more of the benefit of the doubt and tons of talent so North Carolina is just not a very um, appealing place if you want to play um, quarterback pretty quickly it'd be interesting to see where Stockton goes he could follow where Bobo or, or Connor Shaw go and they're both still on the staff at South Carolina who knows if they're retained as well so it's certainly something to follow there all right, quickly, Don, uh, update on Bryson Nesbitt, who remains UNC's top tight end target. What's going on there? Yeah, so, you know, Bryson is taking his time, which kind of seems kind of crazy considering, but he's just a layback kid. He's not really in a huge rush because the schools that he's looking at will wait for him. You know, he's his, his final five, North Carolina, South Carolina, UCLA, those are really the main ones. Um, and then Virginia Tech and Ole Miss are in there also. Um, in, in that final five, but all, I would imagine all five, but at least the, those top three will wait for him until the very end. So there's no rush. Um, and he doesn't have a personality that, that isn't any sort of rush, but as far as South Carolina in this coaching change, how this relates, I actually think for, if you wanted Bryson Nesbitt to end up at North Carolina, which I'm assuming most people who are listening to this do, then the chances to me are greater that he ends up in North Carolina with much champs still as head coach than with a new head coach. And the reason I say that is that from my understanding, talking to a lot of people close to Nesbitt, he didn't really care for the environment at South Carolina when he's visited there recently. It didn't feel like he didn't feel like he fit. 
And obviously a big part of that is who the head coach is. I'm not trying to dog must champ or what he's doing or anything. It's just yeah. sometimes it doesn't fit. Um, so obviously a new head coach is going to bring in a new culture, change things up, that sort of thing. Or you would assume so. The other thing is, is that Nesbitt's parents, both of them are, were athletes at South Carolina. So if anybody is going to kind of buy into, you know, a, a vision of this is what we're going to do and, and this is how we're going to do it and all this sort of stuff, it's alums. Mm -hmm. So with all that said, I still feel like uh, North Carolina has way too much momentum, way too much going for it with Nesbitt um, for him to end up at South Carolina. I still think he ends up at North Carolina, Whoa. but it would not surprise me if, you know, they are just say, you know what? I want to be a part of what this new coach is bringing. Um, so let me go to, to, um, to where I'm a legacy. You should make a crystal ball pick for him to UNC, Don. If I did those sort of things, I would. Sad, sad state when we're not allowed to make crystal ball picks. You don't make them either. Um, all right, Bryson Nesbitt, six foot six, 235 pounds tied in from South Mecklenburg High School in Charlotte, North Carolina. Number 386 nationally, 17th ranked tight end, number 22 player in the state. Okay, that concludes our football recruiting talk. Uh, Do you want to go into the dead period? Uh, I mean, yeah, just give us a line or two on that. Yeah, all right. So by the time you listen to this, it's probably going to be official. The dead period will be extended to April 15th, which means recruits can't take visits or can't take recruiting visits where you actually interact with the, with the coaches on campus and, um, uh, and, and tour the facilities and also means that coaches cannot come out and watch recruits um, in person to evaluate them. Um, and we've been stuck in this dead period since March, which essentially means if you're a 21 recruit and you need to see a school, you're going to have to do it on your own dime. And you're going to have to basically kind of set it up with um, the admissions department at the school, just like a normal student would do. So it's not like this crazy idea. Um, but uh, it, it does kind of, I think, well, for North Carolina's purposes, it's going to cause a lot more problems with the 22 class because the 21 class is basically kind of, you know, yeah. concluded for the most part other than Bryson Nesbitt maybe George Wilson um, I go into detail about this in the weekly scoop so check that out for more details because Ross is just chomping at the bit to get at this top five yeah well where do you stand do you think they should open things up and make it uh open and and, and get loose with it <laughs> this this feels like it's going to be a political thing that you want me to get into and and have more Twitter hate but where do you stand on opening things well, up well, and, right, and so mask wearing so uh, <laughs> for the actual season, for the football season, I get it because the last thing you want to do, and especially now where we have like so many freaking games being canceled or postponed and everything. The last thing you want to do is have people from around the country come onto your campus and interact with staff members who might ultimately or interact with yeah, you know, coaches players. or whatever. Um, I think, although I don't know, I think that the April 15th deadline is to kind of help the, the basketball programs, which you might say, well, what, why would you, why would you put the football programs at a disadvantage? Maybe it's just kind of like a blanket thing they want to do, or maybe because they want to make sure they have some sort of spring practices or whatever. I don't know. Um, but, uh, and I have to deal with all that, but I mean, not to get political, but if, if you if you look at the numbers and if you watch the news at all, I mean, it's not looking good. So to me, it's, I kind of expected it in a way. And you know, yeah. Where do you stand, though? Where, 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 I, where do I stand? Um, I was definitely in the beginning, didn't want to wear a mask. Hated the mask idea and everything. And then I wore the mask because uh, I had to. 
and got used to it. It sucks. I hate it, especially when I'm at a camp and I'm required to wear one and it's hot. It only makes you hotter wearing a mask. Now I'm at the point where I go to the grocery store and I see some dumbass without a mask. I'm like, why don't you have a damn mask on? <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard to do. And then you have these people. Oh, my constitutional right. Well, you know, it doesn't say in the Constitution you have to wear pants. But if I went to a grocery store without <laughs> pants on, I'm going to be arrested. Here we go. So but anyway, last so, question. Yeah, last just question. wear your mask. Last question. Who'd you vote for? <laughs> as right. much as my twitter followers just what about you? Where, where are you at on this uh whatever's best for the safety and security of our country all right uh, let's don't uh, play coy we need to get a stance ross do you wear go. a mask are you a mask wear i am i am 100 mask wear do you should, bring it, should ex- not, it should not be a political issue it's for the safety of everybody around you all right i'm with you there you go and i'm ross martin running for mayor all right um let's get into it top five we got to close this podcast up some good topics, some energetic uh, discussions here. We asked you to submit your top five 90s comedies. I'm a child of the 90s. Don's a child of the early 90s. When did you when did you graduate high school? 99. Okay, yeah. So you're middle school, high school, all in um, the 90s. I graduated in 04, but, you know, you know, growing up, elementary school, middle school, all in the 90s there. So let's get into it. So, all right, Don, let's read. We'll read a couple here, maybe three each. And how many submissions do we have? Well, we only have one, two, three, four, five. So okay, we can we'll read, read them all. Two. All right, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah, and remember the next top five. We're going to be doing these podcasts now every other week per IC regulations. We'll, we'll be releasing <laughs> some sort of podcast. We got every, in trouble. Every other week. Uh, and then we'll do breaking news too if there happens to be a commitment or something. Uh, and we'll, holidays may be something different. But every other week. The next top five is top five animals. Explain why. And you can send it to Don on Inside Carolina via Don's Twitter DM. Or you can also email to Don at DonInsideCarolina.com. Yes. Okay. Let's get into it. You go first. All right. Let me go with um, Noah in Korea. Um, Number five, Groundhog Day. Number four, Ace Ventura. Number three, Office Space. Number two, Tommy Boy, and number one, Dumb and Dumber. Okay, all good picks. Groundhog Day, I'm not a huge, I'm not like a fan of Groundhog Day. I'm sure it's a great movie, but that's kind of, that was a little earlier too. It must have been early 90s. So you never seen it? I've seen it, you know, and it's good, I guess, but I'm not, it's not like, I feel like it's I'm like, not like, it's, damn, I got to watch Groundhog Day. It, it's kind of annoying, but then it's kind of like, almost kind of like part of my life some weird way. Yeah, I love Bill Murray though. All right, I'll go Ding Dong from Orange County, California. One of our favorite listeners, Ding Dong. Five, American Pie. Four, Groundhog Day. Dang. Three, Austin Powers, International Man Mystery, which I think is the first Austin Powers. Two, Jack, which is, I think, Robin Williams. Yeah. And then my cousin. I don't think I've ever seen that. My cousin Vinny is number one. All right, I'll go with Ryan from Chapel Hill. Um, he doesn't have an order, it appears, but Dumb and Dumber, the only movie where I actually had to leave the room because I was laughing so hard and may or may not have peed myself. <laughs> Galaxy Quest, an all-star cast with sharp satire that's appropriate for the whole family. I cry with laughter. Toy Story, the original Pixar masterpiece. Uh, the Big Lebowski, uh, catapulted uh, Jeff Bridges into stardom, but solidified John Goodman as one of the funniest and most reliable comedians in the business. 
What about Bob? What about Bob? A hilarious film about the lovable but annoying person in all of our lives. We can relate to this film. So I watched Big Lebowski for the first time a couple weeks ago. Oh, and um, you probably didn't get it. I mean, I got it. Um, <laughs> I feel like it might be one of those movies you got to watch a couple times and kind of like. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, it's, it's a weird, it's a different type of comedy. I mean, it's definitely like a weirder, different type of movie. Um, but gotcha. definitely got some great characters. Um, all right, I'll do Dale from Wax. Read the last one. Do the last one. I'll do Dale. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Laturd from Pluto. Again, that's Laturd from Pluto. Sounds like he's maybe French. All right, five. Okay, so first he says, this list is from when I originally watched, not with 20 to 30 years of hindsight. Five, major pain. Military brat growing up, so this one will always stick with me. Four, Friday. Great high school comedy for all my friends. Uh, Three, Waterboy. Maybe not the Sandler movie everyone else would pick, but I watched it recently and it could still quote the whole thing. Two, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Your gun is digging into my hip, went over my head as a kid. I think that's a penis reference, Don. Mm. And one, Dumb and Dumber, thinking about it makes me laugh as I write this. And he went honorable mention, Big Lebowski. He was too right. young to realize how funny it is. Maybe I need to go back and watch Big Lebowski. All right, go ahead. Last one. All right. Uh, did you like Big Lebowski? Yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a good movie. I'm not like a – some people are really into it. Yes, and I'm not sure. Well, that's why. Yeah, so that's what my expectation was. Yeah. So I had. So it's I think my problem. Yeah, my problem was I went into it like really high expectations, and it fell short. It's kind of subtle. I think it's kind of a subtle humor. It yeah, and I like that. I like that. Yeah. And I like the dark and weird, but it just didn't hit it for me. Yeah, it um, might be a little too intellectual for you too. Yeah, All right, maybe. All right, Dale and Waxhall. Number five, American Pie. Number four, Office Space. Number three, The Big Lebowski. Number two, Tommy Boy. And number one, Dumb and Dumber. A lot of the same movies, which is surprising. That's gonna, that list is going to read a lot like mine. Go ahead. All right, so um, You're I right. guess I'll... You're right. Sorry, a lot of the same movies. Yeah, go ahead with your thought. I don't want to interrupt Okay, you. all right. Um, when, I was, when I was doing this, it was, it was difficult. I mean, I could easily name 20 without problem. And... 10 I'm super comfortable with and I really had a, I, I deleted a couple of movies I'm like oh my god I can't you know how do, who do I delete sort of thing so there's ones I'm not happy with deleting um so do you want to go through your list my list or you do you ahead. want to you go, go every other you go All ahead right. so um a couple of the movies I did not include I don't mention Waterboy you can't do that you can't do that oh god give me your five don't give us I don't mention is essentially making a top 10 list or whatever. all right all right all right all right all right, so number five for me, something about Mary. Love Ben Stiller, that whole movie. Brett Favre's in it, you know. That's um, a great movie. Pork, pork great and movie. Beans. All right, number four. Pork <laughs> <laughs> <Ball> and <kind of> Beans. <laughs> number four, Austin Powers, which I'm surprised wasn't mentioned. You know, I feel like it's a little underrated probably because we have so many. They, they did what, like how many of them they end up doing? Like five or six? Yeah, maybe just three, three or four. Yeah. A lot of subtle things in there. I mean, it's funny. There's unsubtle things, and there's subtle things that are funny with it. You know, I always love the chest hair thing. Reminds me of Ross. Um, number three, American Pie. Mm. Which for me, as if you were listening earlier, which I'm assuming you were, I graduated in 99. This came out in 99. I can remember very vividly. I had a group of friends, and we all watched this movie, and we came away thinking, oh, my God, this is us, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> So uh, I'm not going to go into, into detail why that is. But, uh, yeah, so that's, I guess, more sentimental than anything else. Loved Office Space. 
which is one of those like subtle sort of strange movies you mentioned and, and it made a lot of sense. I didn't like get into this in the movie theater sort of thing. I'm not a movie theater person anyway. Um, but but once it came to back, well, like I said that might have been VHS um, still. Um, Office Space was awesome. Mm-hmm. I've watched it a hundred times. You know, you know what would you do if a million dollars two two chicks at the same time? Jeez. Um, anyway, uh, number one, Dumb and Dumber. So so for me, when I first watched Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber, I would have told you that Ace Ventura was my favorite. Because I literally, he talked about with Dumb and Dumber, I can't remember who it was, how um, you laugh, peed yourself sort of thing. That was me, Ace Ventura, literally peed myself watching it. But I felt like Ace Ventura didn't have the staying power. Like once you watched it and you, you weren't like caught off guard by some of the jokes or whatever. And this was, this was uh, Jim Carrey's first like real movie or breakout movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Dumb and Dumber has a staying power and has tons of quotable things oh, and tons of, I mean, it's just, it's, it's an absolute classic. Um, so yeah, which is, I'm sure the reason why I think almost is it on every list, almost every, eh, so wait, go, every go through your top five straight through five through one. Okay. Wait. Five through one or one through five, just five to one. Okay. Something about Mary, okay. Austin Powers, American Pie, Office Space, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I mean, all those are on my list. We have very similar lists. Really? Yeah, I mean. Do you have I, something about Mary? No, but it's in there. I mean, I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't write down, but, I mean, it's definitely I considered. I mean, I'm, I'm really I'm actually kind of putting it together right now. Um, kind of struggling with what I should put in there for my hap, for my um, Adam Sandler movie, so I'm just going to kind of put both. That in. was the thing, too, was, was I struggled with Waterboy and Happy Gilmore, which I wasn't allowed to give as, as uh, honorable mention. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I love both of those movies. Yeah, and and look, like, I think Big Daddy's underrated. I think Big Daddy's a great Big Daddy's movie. Big Daddy's good. I mean, it's yeah. a good storyline. Like, it's more yeah. – a lot of Adam Sandler movies have good storylines, too, where they kind of um, – like like a wedding singer, like it's a good emotional storyline. So, yeah. All right, so I will start. I'm gonna go five half baked. Okay. Um, you know when you're in high school, <laughs> those things are pretty funny, especially in college and stuff. So half baked. I don't think many people listed that one. It's a great movie. I think it. Uh, Could you relate you know, to what the things that happened on there? Like just living in New York. No, I've never lived in New York. Uh-huh. Um. Four Office Space, great movie. I mean, quotable, love it. Um, I mean, everyone loves Office Space. It's just, uh, it's a great movie, great lines, and, and relatable. I think too. Okay, so then I'll Very go. Relatable. I'll go my Adam Sandler movies. So I have Happy Gilmore, Waterboy, Big Daddy, Wedding Singer. Um, you know, it's hard to pick. You know, I think Big Daddy and Wedding Singer are more. Dude, than this their- turns into a top ten, not a top I five. Know. Now I'll go. I'll go Waterboy. Okay, I think Waterboy's a class. Ah, Happy Gilmore's great too. So one of those. And then two, American Pie. I love American Pie. That, the quintessential kind of like high school teen movies mm-hmm. where it's just based around kind of your friends in high school and, and like different stuff. I think it's a great movie. I mean, American but Pie. It, but there's a lot of there's a lot of movies that were like that, but they just they may have like two or three like funny spots. But I felt like American Pie had like a gazillion of them. Yeah, I mean, it was a huge hit. And there's a lot of those high school movies in the 80s, too, that kind of yeah. quintessential high school movies. And number one is is far and away my maybe my favorite movie ever. Really? Can you, can you guess it? Dumb and Dumber. Correct. Love it. Watch. Really? That's your favorite movie ever? I mean, comedy for sure. It's okay. up there. Um, I mean, quote everything. Great scenes. I mean, Jim Carrey is awesome. I mean, Jim Carrey is probably one of the best comedian uh, actors out there. Physical I, comedy. I mean. Yeah, I just, I just feel like though he was good for what I don't know like 10 years and that was it like i know well, he's he, now he's, he's still back. doing stuff he's still doing well he just stuff. came back with saturday Night live so he could do um 
Biden. Yeah. Well, look, not to get political. The, the, the Mask is a great movie. We forgot The Mask. Yeah. But, you know, even though, even though that's a comedy, I feel like The Mask is more Action. than. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cable Guy. Liar Cable guy. Liar is pretty good. The Grinch. Man on the Moon. Truman Show. He got serious with some of these. Yeah. Me, myself, and Irene. Me, myself, and Irene is actually underrated, too. Bruce Almighty was a big movie in 2003. That one was surprisingly, like, sad. Well, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of... Um, no, I think of a completely different movie. Okay. I'm thinking of Click, which is um, Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler got serious, too. We all develop and grow as we get older, Don, and some things you have to branch out from. That's right. Um, all right. I think that's it for us, guys. Good top five. Good interview with Keyshawn. Some good intel there on some of the stats of different recruits. Um, again, we're going to do this every two weeks, I think, for the foreseeable future. Uh, so look for the scoop in your podcast feed. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. I think we're going to start up a, a Q&A as well. I have a little plan for that. So we'll do a Don kind of Q&A off-topic thing um, that we'll get into. Uh, I've been listening to the Cover 3 podcast, and they, they do some stuff with that, which is a good way to get people to review the podcasts. So we appreciate you listening. Uh, remember to uh, check out Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com, and we appreciate you listening. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.